You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. Well, welcome bride chillers and groom chillers. Alicia here, host of the Bride Chiller Podcast. This is episode 257 of the Bride Chiller Podcast. Delighted to be sharing this time with you. If you are in the midst of wedding planning, I am here to be your support network, your virtual bridesmaid, friend, and fellow weirdo. I'm delighted today to be sharing a voicemail from Bride Chiller Chloe. She's from London. She tells it like it is. And you know, I, I get lots of voice messages. I love listening to your voice messages. Sometimes, here's a little thing. I work a day job in the city of London. I'm an Australian, if you can't tell. And uh, I sometimes save your voice messages up in a big audio file. And when I'm on the tube on that train deep underground in London, I listen to your voice messages and I make notes and I decide on how I'm going to formulate my episodes. And this voice message popped up and look, all of your voice messages are unique. You've all got different perspectives. You uh, contact me with questions, statements, theories. I just love how this community is built to be something that I'm so proud of, but also one of these things that you do your own thing. You share information, you jump on the Facebook page. It's really, I'm like a proud mama. But Chloe sent this voice message. It's Look, it covers so many things, and I don't really want to interrupt her too much. You know I like to jump in and comment. I'm going to do it a bit, but this is just so much stuff, and she's sassy, she is outspoken, and I really think so many of her thoughts and points within this voice message really are super bride chiller, and we can all learn from things she's saying. Now, she's planning a wedding. I think she says in the voice message she has 13 bridesmaids. So when I heard that, I was like, fucking hell, how are we going to, how is she going to maintain bride chilliness with that amount of women trying to coordinate that amount of people? But, you know, you listen to her and go, actually, fair juice, you, fair juice, you really have got it in check. Now, Chloe is a fitness instructor. She is fucking ripped. Oh my God. Chloe, I have stalked you. You're amazing. I might even make my way across London, which sounds silly, but you know, if you're a Londoner or if you've visited London or if you've ever lived in a big city, you'll realize even though on a map it's two kilometers, it will take you 45 minutes to get somewhere across a city. But Chloe and I live in the same city and I'd love to do a fitness class with you, Chloe. I'm putting it out there on public record. I'm going to move my ass and come to one of your classes because it looks fun. You look amazing. And by the end of this voice message, I feel like we know each other. I just want to say that, as I said before, the Bride Chiller community is one of support. We share lots of new ideas. If you are new to the podcast and perhaps you've been lingering on forums or you've had trouble trying to communicate or get advice that is sort of neutral. I don't mean, I mean, you come to a place for advice and you want an answer but also it's you don't want to be abused for asking it so uh, I think Chloe mentions in the voice message as well about wedding forums and how she sort of avoided them I'm not anti-wedding forums I'm just anti-assholes on wedding forums that have nothing better to do than be pricks there you go assholes and pricks in one sentence Alicia that's got to be a record but I want to encourage you to get involved leave me a voice message if you have listened to the back catalog of the show and you're like Alicia why haven't you done an episode about blah I would love to hear from you because this show 
really works when you suggest and you have things to say and things to learn and uh, it's just community involvement basically makes my job really easy and fun I love you all. All right. If you want to get in touch, visit thebridechiller.com. I don't want to waste any more time because we've got to get into Chloe's message. She's got a lot to say. We've got a lot to learn. Let's go. Hi, Alicia and the Bride Chiller and Groom Chiller world. Uh, my name is Chloe and I am from East London. Hey, Londoner. I, I know you do get a lot more Americans that um, record, their, record their voices. So it really does warm my heart when I hear an English accent and wanted to be another one to represent from London. And I also want to say thank you for being the first form of um, wedding influence since I started listening to you last summer. Um, I feel really fortunate that I didn't go through the forums, the fucked up forums, it sounds like. And um, some of the magazines, a lot of the magazines that I can't relate to, but are, you know, good for inspiration and ripping shit out. Um, so you, you are my virtual bridesmaid and my first experience, which I think has given me a really good foundation for the rest of my wedding planning. Um, some of my favourite Bride Chiller episodes have been um, the one about the last names, who's to take, whether to keep your own. I am keeping mine. My mum kept her last name. Um, I feel very proud. I'm thinking of different words. I feel very proud that she um, turned around and said, I don't need to be passed from... um, father to husband even though her name would have come from my granddad she wanted to stop there um and have the choice uh I feel very strongly about that I'm very connected to the women in um my family my maternal side who've all got the last name um and I do believe that my name well I know I just know that my name is equally as important as my husband's um especially when it comes to our kids i said i wouldn't interrupt but i'm going to a little bit i wanted to just say if you're interested in learning more about the name change episode that chloe referred to then it was episode 226 it's called should you change your name and the guest was the feminist bride who is a lovely lady called katrina who has a fantastic website thefeministbride.com and she talks a lot about the principles of feminism and how you can integrate them into your wedding celebrations. You can take a little bit or a lot. And that's what I love about what she does. She just lays it out. She's not being too pushy, although she's very passionate, which we think is fantastic. But she does say, look, here is a way that you can incorporate it. Here's a way that you can go full-fledged. Here's a way that you can question why we're including traditions and uh, why we're doing things rather than just blindly doing them. And that's what I love. And I think to be educated, to make educated choices in any part of our lives, we've got to have information and that's what she provides. So Chloe, I'm so glad that you listen and you made that decision. And I love that idea about your mum and carrying your name through and the strength of your name. I think that's something that it's a very personal decision. And the fact that you have well, you've thought about it. And the fact that you have a reason, you know why you're doing it 
is powerful and I congratulate you on that. And I think there's no, look, I changed my name, but I have my reasons for doing it. But I also use, I'm a bit tricky because I use my maiden name in all my podcast stuff and all my performance and my books. So I feel like I've got it both ways, but that works for me. And I respect people who say, I want to change my name to be part of a new family with my husband or whatever. But I think you've got to have that thought process and make that decision yourself, not just because, air quotes. I also like the episode on mixed race families. I'm going to say mixed race because I'm mixed race. Um, Some people will call it uh, mixed heritage, mixed cultures. I'm just going to keep it simple, mixed race. The reason for this is the main reason I think I'd like to share um, my my wedding planning highs and lows and experiences. I am mixed black Caribbean with white English and Irish, born and raised a Londoner, and I am marrying a Nigerian. Um, And West Africans like um, a lot of the Asian community, a lot of the Jewish community have um, extremely extravagant weddings and have very particular traditions and ceremonies, some exciting, some, oh God. Um, But if I kind of go back to where I'm hoping is the start of my story, fingers crossed this won't be a a ridiculous rant and this will be as concise as possible. I have written down notes, people. I have written down notes to try and be as concise as possible. Um, But when he proposed, it was the biggest shock. It was so lovely. I genuinely thought, even as he was doing the spiel and got down on his knee, that he was going to jump up and go... (laughs) I had you Um, but he didn't and um, made me extremely happy once it all sunk in um, you know spoke to the the family who had known I was shocked that my mum kept the surprise Um, I then couldn't wait because I was I was um, on a holiday he had whisked me away to Madeira and I couldn't wait to see my bridesmaids in person I had to whatsapp them I have 13 bridesmaids. Um, He has 15 groomsmen. This is very, very normal in African weddings. As a white girl from Hobart with really very little culture, and I say that with respect, Australians listening, I think you probably get it. We just, we, we come from everywhere, which is fantastic. Half of us are all crims off the boat from bloody you know, England, because our great-grandfather stole a bloody breadstick or something, which is true. The McCormacks, we come from convicts. So, you know, word to your mother. But I love learning about different cultures and weddings. And over the past three years of producing the show, and hopefully I've shared this information with you, I really try and include messages and information about weddings from all cultures and backgrounds. So when Chloe said that she has 13 bridesmaids and her groom has 15 (laughs) groomsmen, I had to just sit and stare for a minute because I don't know that many people well enough to do that. But also I love, and she's going to go on to explain that, uh, you know, that's part of the culture. It's part of traditions, but it freaks me out. So many people. So I have my squad. And I contacted them. Um, They're not getting presents. (laughs) 
I've been flicking through the magazines and it talks about the gifts that you buy for your bridesmaids. I, I love them. And to show that I love them, they have all got free fitness classes because I'm a fitness instructor. Up until the wedding. I don't think it gets better than that. Free fitness classes. One of them turned around and said, my son has asked, are you giving us free fitness classes because I'm fat? No, uh, no. The reason why is because I can do that. I can because it's my business. And um, my life does closely revolve around keeping fit, teaching my Pilates and my spin and my Zumba. I, I love how it brings us together. I've got really strong communities in my, in my classes, people making friendship groups. And I would love the camaraderie of my bridesmaids coming together in a class, getting sweaty and enjoying their, their bodies. So that's their presence, and they appreciate them. The few that actually do make it to the classes. Watch, watch a couple of months before the actual wedding, and they'll all start crowding into the classes. Once I contacted them, I then pretty much booked all the major vendors. I got really excited. And it was important for me to work with my local community. Again, I, I work in East London and I've got, you know, some great um, entrepreneurs, um, females in business and um, very fortunate to have a lot of them as my clients. So I have a photographer, a wedding photographer, um, a regu regular Pilates client of mine, a cake maker, comes to all my Zumba classes, a DJ, caterers and dressmakers. So I wanted to do, you know, I'm really excited, really, really excited to work with them. And I thought it would be great if we could do part money and part swap and we can negotiate this. Um, so my dressmakers, another thing on top of the horde of groomsmen and bridesmaids, you get a change of clothes in your wedding. It's very, very normal for Nigerians to have their reception, whether it be in a church or not, usually is, I'm not religious, so ours won't be, in white, in what they call the Western clothes, Western part of the world, not country and Western, like one woman asked me when I went to a wedding fair. And then partway through the reception part, you change into what they would call traditional or African cloth. At this point, like a carnival, parade in with your entourage of brides and grooms. I know that a lot of my people are expecting me to choreograph some fancy footwork dance thing for my um, bridesmaids, but I'm thinking about it, thinking about it. We might just freestyle and come in, chuck our bodies around and have fun. I did have um, a dressmaker who I've worked with in the past who are really, really, I just couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine going to one of those bridal boutiques because I always had it in my mind that I would work, if I got married, um, that I would work with my people, my clients, my uh, friends from school, uh, my colleagues that all are specialised in these particular areas. I just want to jump in and just acknowledge what a great business mind Chloe has because as we've said all along on the Bride Chiller podcast, your wedding should in one sort of facet of your brain, you should be thinking about your wedding from a business perspective because you are doing multiple business transactions. And I'm not saying that we have to make this a cold, harsh, Wolf of Wall Street environment. It's just that you are putting a lot of your money, your parents' money, 
the bank's money, hopefully not the bank's money, into this day. And you need to think of it as a way to say, how do I get the best value for my money? How can I think a little bit laterally about getting exactly what I want and maybe not breaking the bank or paying premium for it? Now, I'm not talking about being cheap. I certainly think bride chillers and learning from all of you that you're really savvy and you think outside the box and exactly what Chloe's saying that she has access think of all the different people that come and do a Pilates class with her think of all the people that you might encounter in your everyday and you know from a fitness instructor's perspective these are people from you know hundreds of different career paths who have lots of different skills And the benefits of her job is that she's helping people transform their lives. She's motivating them. She's bringing them big surges of serotonin. She is helping the community. And when you help, other people want to help you. So I don't think, you know, and you might say, hey, I work in an office. I don't know anyone. But I think using your social networks and not just like social media networks, I'm talking about people that you know that know other people can actually be a huge untapped resource when you are planning a wedding that a lot of people think, oh, I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to worry someone. I don't want to ask. Uh, But actually, a lot of the time, people are more than willing to help. And as Chloe said, that you can work out a deal and maybe it's just getting a better price or knowing that you found someone through word of mouth that you really trust. Maybe it's an exchange of services. Like Chloe's saying, she knows she can give away a pass to her class for her bridesmaids. And I'm sure she's doing the same thing with some of her clients to say, well, it's worth giving you, I don't know, two months free fitness if you make a cake for me. That's a good exchange, isn't it? Cake for fitness. I like that. But I do think it's a great suggestion and it's worth tonight just sitting down and thinking with your partner of people that you might know who know someone or vendor connections that you haven't thought of before. And I really want to reiterate, I don't think it's a burden to ask people. You're not going in saying, give me something for free, because that's not very bright chiller. I'm certainly not saying to take advantage of someone, but I do think it's certainly worth the thought and uh, mapping it out a little bit, because you could really come in for a winning a winning deal and uh, also support someone else's business. I've also got a caterer. She's like my Jamaican auntie, not blood related, out of respect. In our community, we call our elders, aunties and uncles. And she has always said, Chloe, I will be the one who caters for your wedding. <laughs> I go, yes, auntie. Okay. But it's a good thing. She, she is an amazing cook and she cooks delicious Caribbean food. However, that does make me anxious about my white and African guests who can be very fussy and very particular about their food and feel no way to voice that. I think, Alicia, what I'm going to have to do is get my bride chiller on and just say, look, the food is good. It's Caribbean food. It will be good. It's free. It's free, fuck's sake. And even though it might not be cooked exactly how you like it, or if we're just sticking to Caribbean and not including any of the um, traditional African dishes, if you really, really have a problem with that, don't come. Don't come. Oh, sing it, sister. I love that you're incorporating your culture into and food culture. Oh, my God. Jamaican food is delicious, by the way. If you've never tried Jamaican food, get amongst it. The chicken. Oh, good Lord. If you get it cooked the right way, which I think is exactly – I was like salivating listening to Chloe talking. It's amazing. 
I don't think guests have the right, and this goes back to the bride chiller thing, but it also goes back to the the narkiness of guests who go, I don't like that food. I don't think I'll be attending your, I don't, I just want to give you an opinion about your food. Well, I don't think it's your business. You just turn up and you get fed and you should be really happy that you're being invited to be involved in this lovely love celebration. No menu conversations, thank you. Hush it. It's very rude. There'll be more with Chloe. <laughs> oh, and me and my bad attitude to people's opinions about menus. Crackies. After this short, very short, but lovely break. I'm so happy today to be sharing a voice message from Bride Chiller. Chloe, she lives in London. She is having a fabulous wedding. She's about to tell us about all the people that are coming. So many people. I love it. And I am just very grateful that she took the time to leave this message. If you would like to talk us through your wedding planning, I would really encourage you to sit down and leave me a message. Some people say they send me these big, long emails, and I I really appreciate it. I do. Weird, weird whispering. I very much appreciate it. But also, it's great to hear. Think of, listen to all the personality. We really get to know Chloe in this situation. And for me to be able to share one bride chiller's journey, I want to hear your journey too. It's such a gift. And uh, I think of all the thousands of people listening and learning a little bit about different culture, different traditions, different backgrounds, and also just some of Chloe's suggestions so far, I think have been bang on is a real, I'm, I'm very grateful. So if you would like to leave me a similar voice message, it could be five minutes, it could be 35 minutes. I will happily, humbly accept all voice messages. It could be 30 seconds. Send it to me. Visit thebridechiller.com for more information. If you click on contact, you will see all the contact info and uh, you can just simply send me a voice message file to which you can record on your mobile phone device or computer if you have access to one of them. Okay, on she goes. We have over 250 guests. I'm happy to cut that number down. I'm happy to. So if you really want to kick up a fuss, I think I've got to bite my lip and and, um, not be upset about that. Saying that, people can gate crash weddings. People in the Nigerian community wouldn't call it gate crashing. They call it... I assumed I was coming, that you would know, and that I was invited. Um, That's very, very normal for people to not RSVP, possibly not even get an invitation, but turn up at the door because they're a part of your community and they know you from way back when. I think that's going to be one of my biggest stresses, to know that people aren't getting back to my RSVP, despite saying that the money and the food and the place names will determine on whether you RSVP. And I don't want to be fussing around with tables and last minute, um, you know, shoving a chair in here, which I'm hoping won't have chair covers, but the chairs are a bit ugly, Alicia. I'm stressing, no, 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 I'll be fine, I'll be fine. I'll find some cloth to chuck over it in some fanciful way. Um, But um, we might just have to get security. We might just have to get security and be really, really strict about who comes because this is expensive and um, I might not know you or I might not have seen you for a long time and you're not a part of my life anymore. So don't assume, don't turn up in your finery, please. 
I do want to be resourceful because, of course, being aware that most of the money goes on the food and the drink. I want to be resourceful with the decorations, with DIY. I've always loved to get my hands in there and be creative. Um, one of my bridesmaids, um, her mum owns an art shop. So I'm looking forward to getting um, the, the bridesmaid squad to go over there, get some wine and start creating making things whether it's the letterbox kind of gift thing which will be towards a honeymoon we don't need the money well we all need the money but i would much prefer an experience and possibly the last major holiday before we have kids i'd like to make the place names and all sorts and also things like using more greenery if not all greenery, as opposed to expensive flowers. Like I said, we're having a, a costume change. Like it's a show and a performance. Some people do do it like that in this culture, and that's just normal. I feel like part of me can live up to that expectation. Am I have a history in performing? Part of me, no, it, it's, it's clothes. They are clothes, we're gonna have two outfit changes, my bridesmaids, one of my ideas is for them to pick a dress that they love, that they feel comfortable in, that they're happy with. And if it all looks well, as in the shape, the cut, the style with the other bridesmaids, you can then take that dress to the dressmaker that I will choose and have that dress replicated in the cloth that we will all wear. So the cloth will be the uniform, but it will be in your style that will hug your boobs or lengthen your legs because all my bridesmaids come in beautiful different colours, shapes and sizes and preferences. So again, trying to be really, really resourceful. Another bloody excellent suggestion. I am really a big fan of bridesmaids being comfortable because they're your friends and you want them to be comfortable and feel sexy and fabulous. And you want that dress, no matter who is paying for it, to be reworn, to not feel sad and lonely in the cupboard, to not give people feelings of angst when they look at it going, I can't throw this out, but I will never wear this again because it made me feel awful. You don't want that. And I really think that a lot of brides and bridechillers especially, struggle with this idea of if they're having a wedding party, what to dress them in, how to dress them, who should pay. These are big questions that uh, you know I cover quite often on the podcast. But I love Chloe's suggestions of saying, find me a dress that you freaking love, that you feel your best in, and let's take it to a dressmaker and try and replicate that that vibe and I like that she wants the she's got it the decision made she would like the formality of having everyone with the same materials but she recognizes that her 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 chicks have different body shapes sizes heights and that we don't all fit one freaking dress so I respect that and I think it's a great idea and if you're going to a dressmaker to have dresses made then turning up with a dress that makes you feel sexy and fabulous it's a really good shortcut to go, look, this is the style that suits you. Fabulous. Let's make it. Good one. I am racking my brain for a solid theme. I don't know if the bride chiller, the groom chiller world can help me with a theme. I have a um, a colour scheme. We have a colour scheme, which my husband likes to sometimes prat about with and say, no, we're going to change it. And also... I'm confirming with the location tomorrow whether we can use candles. I'm sure they said we can use candles and I would just 
I love it. I would love it. It's a beautiful round building. It's a chapel, even though we're not religious. It is now an art house. It's not a religious place anymore either, but it's a grade two listed building that looks beautiful by itself. Um, quite quickly, I, I realised when I was looking for venues what I wanted. I didn't want one of these uh, banqueting suites that is a little bit like an office where the ceiling is quite low and knowing my lot, we like to dance, we'll jump up and punch out the roof because, you know, it's only five foot five high. So this building is beautiful by itself and I know it won't take lots of decoration to just enhance it. Fingers crossed, we can work with candles and beautiful fairy lights. They do really nice fairy lights these days on like bits of wire so you don't see dangling bulbs. Um, and really play around with putting those in jars and bits of gauze so they look like fireflies. But other than the hopefully use of light and the colour, I'm not quite sure of a theme. So any suggestions would be really appreciated. Themes are really hard. I will say, Bride Chillers and Grim Chillers, if you are struggling with the same thing that Chloe is, it's really hard because you don't want to, well, you sometimes people want to make it like a really themed thing. They've got a passion in life and they want to, you know, use that as a theme for their wedding and it represents something they do together. Sometimes it's a hobby. Sometimes, it's, as Chloe said, a colour scheme. Sometimes you, are, you know, I'm desperate to find people that want to do a Seinfeld wedding. No one's doing it yet. Why aren't you? I don't know, maybe because the show ended 20 years ago. Um, but <laughs> it can be really hard. I would like to make a special point that Chloe is asking about candles. This seems to be a common thing. Candles are beautiful. A lot of venues go, no, you're not lighting fire in my venue. Forget it. So it is really worth doing as Chloe did and to say, are we able to have candles in a very sensible fashion? We're not going to be putting them near curtains. Also, there are so many options available if you want the candle but aren't allowed to have an open flame that you can buy the little electronic buzzy candle things. That's not what they're called, but that's the official Bride Chiller podcast name for them. So I think you just need to make sure if you're intending to do that to be very careful. I did have a Bride Chiller uh, on the show recently who said that her wedding planner had said that they were able to light those big sort of um, paper lantern things that you can let off, you know, and it, it beautifully drifts to the sky and um she then spoke to the hotel where they were getting married and the hotel's like absolutely not we're not allowed to have fire in our hotel garden that's just absolutely not so i think it's just important in that situation the wedding planner was wrong and uh she was misinformed but it is always good just to ask especially if you're planning huge decor decisions around you know candles or sort of special things that may require extra attention or permission make sure you ask before you go and buy a lot of stuff because you don't want to get caught or especially if you turn up at the venue and they're like absolutely not and you've planned all this stuff it can be a bit of a debbie downer there it is thank you again alicia because i do to i've recommended two of my clients so far to your um podcasts you are the only podcast i listen to my first and only um keep doing what you're doing and thank you Happy days. 
How great was that message? I hope you got as much as I got out of it. I think today I learned so much about Afro-Caribbean weddings and also learning a little bit about culture. I had never... I don't think often enough about, you know, the fact that in a lot of the African cultures, like Chloe's saying, that people can just turn up. I know that happens in Middle Eastern weddings as well and Asian weddings, that people can sometimes just show up. And that sort of freaks me out a little bit because I think all the advice that I give on the show, it probably doesn't always, you can't always be molded into some of the cultural traditions. Um, and you can't, you know, I know it's hard to say to people, especially if the community are invited to your wedding, uh, excuse me, you didn't get an invitation when I get your RSVP. So, you know, obviously the advice that I give and share on this show has to be malleable depending on where you come from and your traditions and cultures. But I love learning about how you are incorporating your traditions, religions, cultures, buddy, whatever you celebrate in your life and your family into your wedding. And what is great about the community is that sometimes, and I think we've sort of reached this stage, I hope, in our our multicultural societies is that we can take small parts of traditions from our ancestors and, as I said, religion, if you are a religious person and or where you come from, if you live in another country, that you want to incorporate something and, and add it to your celebrations. And it can be really magical and special. And also, as I keep saying, as someone that really didn't grow up with a whole lot of of traditions and cultures in my life, when I go to a wedding and I learn a little bit about someone else's background or we have a different form of celebration or even if it's just a bloody biscuit or a cake and you go, my grandma, this is a special cake that everyone eats at a wedding. It's fascinating and it really just brings home how, um, and especially at this sort of time where there's so much disharmony, which makes me so sad, that if you can incorporate some of your culture and, and history I think that's pretty magic. So rant over. Thank you so much, Chloe. I would like to encourage people, if you live in London or if you are moving to London or if you're coming to this area, Chloe Redmond is her name. You just need to go to dancechloe.com and just check out, just check out the photo of Chloe doing some casual I don't know, it's a lungy city thing. She's got a photo of her looking completely amazing. Clearly super fit. She um, is a personal trainer, fitness instructor. She does Zumba. She does circuit training, belly dancing, personal training, and fitness retreats. And I love her. And I'm very appreciative of her you taking the time, Chloe, and getting in touch. Thank you so much again for listening, for your support, for subscribing, and for t- participating in all of the Bridechiller community activities. So excited. We've got some big things happening this year. Oh, I can't wait. I just nearly said things and I had to hold on because Rich is like, don't announce things before you finish them. (laughs) That's being married. Just relax, Alicia. You don't have to tell everyone everything all at once. (sighs) Until next time. Love you all. Happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast. Telling chair covers to get fucked since 2014.